0: You, finding life rather dull, dreaming again of exotic places, wishing you were somewhere else, we offer you Escape. <laughs>
1: In the spirit of the Christmas season and its magic effect on all men, Escape brings you a charming fantasy about a small boy who discovered a delightful new world and lived forever after in its enchantment, as Anthony Ellis tells it in The Cave.
0: It's on days like this that I remember how it used to be before I found the cave. This day in particular. Of course, it's hard to see everything as it really was. Time has a habit of distorting the memories. Memories. Christmas. Christmas Day. Oh, what a long time ago that was. I was ten. And an unpopular uncle had distinguished himself by giving me a flashlight. It was enormous, four batteries and a most incredible gleam to its metal case. I couldn't wait to try it out. And because it was still early afternoon, I could think of only one place that was dark enough for the exciting test. The cave, the big cave whose mouth was near the sand dunes and whose recess was rumored to be miles deep. George Fennel and I had never ventured more than 200 yards or so inside, but on that Christmas afternoon I knew that the cold darkness of the cave would have no fears for George and me. We met near the dunes as arranged to compare notes on our respective Christmas presents. It was quite warm, and the snow was beginning to melt in patches. A few gulls were wheeling about nearby. It was as I have remembered it all my life.
2: Mm. Listen, I bet it'd work like a searchlight tonight. I guess it would, all right. Maybe they'll let us stay up tonight. If it doesn't get cold, we could play pirate. I used my new gun. I <laughs> thought we might go in the cave this afternoon. Hey, that's keen. Oh, maybe they'll get sore. I had to get all dressed up today. We don't get dirty. Besides, we could go a real long way inside with this. I wouldn't want to go in too far. They say the cave goes off in a lot of tunnels. You can get lost. Maybe. If you haven't got a flashlight. Sure, that's right. And with my gun... (sharp) Sure, we can explore. Come on. I'll race you to the cave.
0: I won the race. And we stood at the entrance of the big cave. The arch had a span of about... 25 feet, but just in the side, it widened until the walls were 70 feet apart and the ceiling was over 50. As we passed from sunlight to shadow, I turned for a moment and looked down to the sea. At the water's edge, a gull stood, motionless, looking up at us, and then, solemnly, (laughs) as though with disapproval, it too turned about, and gazed out over the water. The opening of the cave receded and became small, and we went deeper and deeper.
2: Shine it up there, Dan. Way up. Okay. Gee, I bet that's high. A mile, I guess. You're dilly, a mile. Maybe a hundred feet. Bang, bang. Boy, that's keen. Just like a real gun. Come on, let's look, let's look the cave down here. It looks like a turn, see? Well, okay, but we better not go too far. What's the matter, Are you scared? Heck no, but, well, I gotta get back for dinner. They'll get awful sore if I'm late. Oh, you won't be late, come on. I wanna see what's around here. Okay, hold the light on my gun. I gotta reload. ever heard of fish in a stream like this? Where'd they come from, huh? Where? I don't know. I say there are fish in caves sometimes. Blind fish. That's dilly. What are you stopping for? We gotta go back now. Why? Because it's late. Besides, how do you know which tunnel we took? How? Maybe we could get lost. Listen, maybe if we keep on going, we'll find treasure in here. Treasure? Sure stands to reason. Maybe like in the pirate book. Somebody came here and buried treasure. Henry Morgan or somebody. No. Well, sure stands to reason. Everybody's like you. They say no, but just suppose. If no one's looked, how'd they know? I think we'd better get back. Maybe tomorrow we can look. The cave's getting awful narrow. We might even find old pirate bones and swords. Uh, you got too much imagination. I heard them saying so at home. I don't want to go any farther. I'm going to. OK. Give me the flashlight. No. You want to go back, you go back in the dark. Oh, they'll be mad. It's late. Just for a little while. If we don't find anything. Well, then we'll go back. All right. But only a little while. I'm thirsty. You better not drink out of that water. It's probably poison. Why? Hold the light. I'm gonna have a drink. <clears throat> there you are. See, I told you. Now you'll probably die. It's poison. So it's like the ocean. Hey. Look. What? There, coming down the stream, that white thing. Yeah. Looks like a piece of paper. I'm gonna get it. Hold on to my hand. You'll fall in. Oh, I won't. What is it? I don't know. It looks like a handkerchief. That's dilly. It's too small. Who'd use a handkerchief like that? My mother does. Gee, I'd hate to blow my nose on that. You can almost see through it. How'd it get down here? Who cares? Maybe it's a message. Huh? Like from someone in distress. I'm going home. Like a damsel in distress in the pirate book. Hey, we gotta find out. Give me my flashlight. We'll follow the stream. Uh...
0: We followed the stream. We walked by it as the cave twisted and curved. We didn't notice the passageway, which had been getting smaller all the time, suddenly widen out and the stream, which was becoming a river, and the river, the river.
2: Hey. What? Where's the other side of the water? There isn't any. It keeps going. It's like a lake. Or maybe a sea. There's little waves. Dan. Huh? Turn the light around. The walls are gone. There's no walls. There's gotta be. It's a cave. There's no top to it either. It's just too high to see, that's all. Let's go home. Let's go home right now. What are you afraid of? I'm not, but I'm hungry and it's Christmas and. Well, I got things to play with. Come on, Dan. Come on, I want to get outside. What'd you do that for? Turn on the light. Turn it on. Don't you notice something? You turn that on. Give it to me. Oh, wait a minute. I want you to see something. I'll turn it on. You give it to him. I'm not going to play with you anymore. You give it. See what you've done? It's all your fault. I didn't want to come in here anyway. How are we going to get back? It's dark. Oh no it isn't. That's what I wanted you to see. Look up there. I don't see anything. You will. Oh. It's like stars. Way, way up. That's what it is. It's stars.
0: We stood there, George and I, ten years old, and for a moment no longer afraid because of the wonder of the thing. It was like from a sky, a sky that I knew I had never seen before. Yet I knew I was still in the big cave because when I spoke, the echo of my voice returned.
2: It's beautiful. I can't find it. The water's too deep. Dan. Dan. That's funny. You're always saying that. It's not going to be funny when we can't get Listen. home. Listen. Dan! 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 Oh, you do it. What for? It's just an old echo. Go on. Uh, George! George! Help! Help! There. How can there be an echo when there's no cave anymore? You're trying to scare me. Well, I'm going. You can come, too, if you want. Dan... Please. will bet nobody's ever been in here, ever. I'll bet we're the first. Except for pirates, maybe. I wish we could see more. If my mother hadn't taken away my matches, we could find our way out okay. Gollies, it's night. Come on. Please. I'm hungry. Somebody's here. Somebody else. Sounds like it's over there. No, don't go, Dan. Dan, I'm scared. I don't like this place. Go home if you want to. I can see someone. Look. Gee. He's... He's digging in the sand. Don't let's go any closer, Dan. Let go of me. I want to see what he's doing. Look, look.
3: There's some other people. Got short. God, you namby, you scurvy wretch. Look on him, bullies. Yeah, ah, right no! don't hit me, Captain. I just wanted to see if the treasure was still there. It's the truth I did. I'll show you what's there, you pot-bellied toad! No! <laughs> ah! No, Captain. No. You're killing me. No, please, no. I wasn't touching the treasure. Don't hit me again. Don't kill <laughs> I haven't started to kill you yet, Nemi. Come on, bullies. Lay on. We'll exercise our appetite for the feast.
1: <laughs> Escape, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, returns in just a moment. There's nothing quite as depressing as being hungry. Hunger is the hand which crushes the will to work. Hunger is the enemy of hope. And there are many, many hungry people today in the war-anguished lands of Europe and the Far East. You can restore that will to work. You can restore hope by combating hunger. And your weapon of combat is a care package. For $10, you can send a care package today. Keep sending them until those people can take care of themselves. And now, back to... Escape.
0: In that faint light from the stars of another world, the world of the big cave, George and I watched. We could only see shadows until someone lit a lantern. And then I knew that I'd been right.
2: Pirates! 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 I want to go home.
0: Pirates they were. The most glorious, the the gaudiest pirates to sail under the Jolly Roger. The leader was a huge man with a fine, bushy beard and a a voice like the trombone in the village band.
3: How shall we cook him, bullies? Broiled or steamed? No! No, Captain, no! He's too tough a morsel for that, Captain. I say, roast him. I shall. Roast it'll be.
4: Nothing like roast Nambi, I always say. Yeah. Oh, no.
3: We'll cut out his heart first and feed it to the dark. Yes. <laughs> Nambi, you lily-livered aggravation, say your prayer. He's gonna kill him. I don't want to wash him. heart. Shh. <laughs> Who was that?
4: I don't know, Captain. Sounded like a boy. A boy? A boy? My apt was the Lady Alicia.
3: Bilge! She's in the dungeon, Gunfarlane. Aye, that's true. It came from over there. Hold the lantern She'll. They'll
2: get us, Dan. We gotta run. Don't be afraid. If you're not afraid, nothing can happen.
3: Do you see anything, Gunfarlane?
4: You know it, but save us all. Tis a boy. Tis two of them. We'll scupper me. Boys.
3: Huh? <laughs> oh, the little demon. That's it. <laughs> boys. Two small boys. <laughs> What'll we
4: do with them, Captain?
3: And them, I say. Hang them, they're out of the treasure. You! Were it not Christmas, Nemby, I should have turned you inside out. Hold your bliss a blathering jaw. Aye, Captain. Aye, aye. Boy, what's your name?
2: Dan Embry, sir.
3: On oh, that one.
2: George. George. He's my friend, George. George Fennel. His father's a policeman.
4: <laughs>
3: Where'd you come from, boy?
2: Greenfield? That's outside the cave.
3: Cave? What cave? What do you do here? Who spies are you? Answer up! Just exploring. We got here, that's all. Exploring? Where's your ship?
2: We didn't come in a ship.
3: What, no
4: ship? they're boys captain what harm can they do come it's christmas i say feed them and send them on their way
3: what's christmas got to do with it if they're spies it's the plank for them we're we're not
5: spies honest
3: we look into this further meantime the goose and suckling pig should be ready i say it's time for the feast i'll say you bullets Are you hungry, boy? Yes, sir. And him? He's hungry, too. Then join us, and Merry Christmas. For no man can say Captain Blackton lacks the Christian spirit. Am <laughs> I right, Nember? You're right, Captain. <laughs> Roger's rain. I'd have slit your gullet had you said me nay. Merry Christmas and break out the rum battle!
0: I remember that day, that long ago, the great dining board set upon trestles, the fruits and the wine, roast goose and pig, the pirates rough in their colorful patched clothing, the songs and the drinking and stories, Stories of home and sea. Such Christmases are dreamt of, and I had dreamed it to come true. George sat next to me, eyes wide and unbelieving. And after the plum pudding, we were called on to sing a carol. And as we sang, they became quiet, and each sat lost with his own thoughts of sweetness and sadness. The little man, Namby, bird-like and asleep. Don Fallon, thin as a twig, a patch over one eye and the other kindly and wise. Shill and the captain, with tears coursing down their cheeks. (laughs) These were my pirates, my own.
2: Born as the king of Israel.
3: Well done. Well done, I say. A dollop of rum for the boys. A yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. uh, Captain, this be an happy day with us. Let's share with those less fortunate.
3: Less fortunate? Oh, we're all well met.
4: The Lady Alicia.
3: Nay, she is our prisoner. Until ransom is paid, so she will remain. Oh, what matter if she grace our table for the
4: evening? It has been long since a woman's been with us. Aye,
3: aye. Aye, aye. Very well. Send the prisoner here, bring her from the dungeon.
0: Then I thought of the fine lace handkerchief we had found in the stream. Would this prisoner, the Lady Alicia, would she have sent the message of distress? And how? They brought her in. And to me, she... She looked as she should have looked. The most beautiful lady in the world. Gowned in silks, with a pale but proud face. I fell in love with her, and I was ten. As the night wore on, the pirates grew drowsy. and One after another, their heads drooped, and soon all were asleep. Even George, sitting small in his great chair, nodded. I went to the Lady Alicia's side.
2: It was your handkerchief we found in the stream...
5: Wasn't it? Yes, I had not dared to hope. But they have you locked in a dungeon. Beyond my window is a running brook. I prayed that when I dropped the kerchief, it would by some happy chance be discovered. Oh, I found it all right. You are very brave to have come here. How long have they kept you in prison? Six months now. We were sailing to the Indies. Our ship was taken, and I, I alone survived. Now they hold me for ransom. That's terrible. Gosh, I wish I could do something to save you. There is nothing. I know I'm not very big, but maybe I could fight there them. There are too many
2: for you. Anne. Anne. they're all asleep. Come on, we can get away now. Let's go home. Home? Sure, our folks are going to be mad.
5: George, we've got to save her. If you could but escape and deliver a message to my father. Sure, okay, where does he live? London, Lord
2: Basingstoke. He will reward you well. Sure, but we gotta go now. I don't wanna leave you. They'll be angry when they wake up. My hope
5: will rest in you. I shall pray for your safety and return. Gee whiz, Dan,
2: come on. Go ahead, I'll be right along. Okay, but hurry up, I'll wait by the water. Will you, will you be all right?
5: Yes. Suppose I come back and you're not here. I shall try to leave a message. I'm Dan. I know. When I get older, I'll marry you. You're beautiful. I'll wait for you. You must go before they awake. I don't want to go. You will come back to me. Here.
2: I love you. Hurry up, Dan. Gee whiz, I want to get home. They'll be mad. Mother said not to be late for dinner. Oh, we've got to save Lady Alicia. Don't forget. Okay, but hurry up. It's dark. Do you know which way to go? I know. I don't want to fall in the stream and get all wet i got my good clothes on. You won't. I'm sorry I dropped your flashlight in. I'll save up and get you another. I don't mind. I bet it's awful late. I'm glad it's Christmas. Maybe they won't mind.
0: We followed the tunnels one to the other. The stream flowed with us, urging us on. It was dark, but I knew the way. We felt along the damp walls of the cave, and at every step we moved further away from my world. Suddenly from a great distance we saw a tiny circle of light, a dot which grew and grew until it was the size of a gold sovereign.
2: There it is, Dan. It's the entrance. And it's still light out. I won't be late for dinner.
0: And I was afraid. I was afraid because I knew that if I stepped out into that sunlight, I should never be able to find my way back again.
3: Never.
2: Hey, what are you stopping for? Why? George. If we run, we can be home before the sun goes down. For Pete's sake, Dan, what's the matter with you? I'm not coming with you. Oh, gee, what's the... I gotta go back. Go back? What do you want to do that for? I got to. I don't want to leave her. The pirates. I want to go back. Pirates? Who? The Lady Alicia. Gee whiz, Dan. Come on, it was only a game. Come on. You've forgotten. I knew you would. I'm not going with you. You better. I'm going to tell your mother. You'll get it. Goodbye, George. Dan? Come back. Dan, what's the matter with you? Dan? You'll get lost. Dan? Dan? Don't go in there again. We played long enough. Come back. Come back. Dan? Dan? Dan?
0: I turned away from George and the speck of light that was outside. His voice followed me, plaintive and lonely. And then as I found the stream again, there was no sound but that of gentle water and my own steps. And the stream became a river, and the river broadened, and the walls of the cave fell away, and I'd found my pirates again. It's on days like this that I remember how it used to be before I found the cave. This day in particular. Sometimes I wonder what happened to George and what it's like outside the cave, but I don't really mind. After all, the Lady Alicia kept her promise and waited for me until I grew up. Now, everything is as I'd always dreamed it in the books. Oh, Captain Blackton... Now, he's still here, a little less ferocious, perhaps, than 20 years ago. Uh,
3: Captain? Yes, Blackton? If you and my lady are ready, sir, the turkeys are cooked, and the men are waiting your pleasure. Very well, Blackton. Thank you, and a Merry Christmas. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, sir. And a Merry Christmas to you, sir.
1: Under the direction of Norman MacDonald, Escape has brought you The Cave by Anthony Ellis. Featured in the cast were John Daner, Georgia Ellis, Peggy Weber, Jay Novello, Charlie Lung, Lou Krugman, Wilms Herbert, and Eileen Erskine. The special music for Escape was composed and conducted by Ivan Dittmars.
0: Next week, Escape with us to a placid English village and the company of an equally placid little old man who one day shook the world as H.G. Wells told it in his delightful story, The Man Who Could Work Miracles.
1: Where does the world stand? Where is it heading as 1951 approaches? Next Sunday, CBS will bring you an exciting, timely appraisal of the world situation and some of the answers when ten top CBS News correspondents are heard in a special broadcast entitled The Challenge of the 50s, Years of Crises. Remember, that's next Sunday afternoon on most of these same CBS stations. Now stay tuned for Make-Believe Town, which follows immediately on most of these same CBS stations. Roy Rowan speaking. This is CBS where you spend an hour with Frank Sinatra every Sunday afternoon on the Columbia Broadcasting System.